Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Okay, so last week I celebrated 15 years of the show with my friend Anna Votino, and I get so excited every night, or not every night, but when I've been watching television with my husband, I go, there's my friend Anna because she will be the voice. I think she's the voice of NBC and I'll hear her. And I just get so excited that there she is. And today I'm going to do a show with myself to go through talking about transformation, evolution, growth, grit and resilience, and the show in you as I celebrate it. Because while every year I've always not always, but there was at one point where I finally started celebrating the annual birthday of the show. It was really important milestone. And this was from somebody, me, who didn't want to take up space and didn't want to celebrate, you know, or pull notice to myself and to do it with the show. And what I've noticed over the years is I have friends that will do a birthday month. And that actually is what inspired me to celebrate the show for this month to go through things because there's so much information and there's so many things that I want to share with you and guests to bring back. And so we're going to celebrate. This is part two of four. And next week we're going to have Michelle Woodward come back. But for today, it's going to be you and I. And I want to open up with the introduction that I used to do on the show that actually came about after I interviewed Simon Sinek and he on live radio turn the tables on me, which was not, (laughs) it was like me totally being out of control, which I didn't like. And I was very uncomfortable and I felt very vulnerable. And I didn't know what that meant when he turned it on me and started asking me questions and helped me get to my why. And then after that, that became a catalyst to what's the intro that I want to have for the show. And so I probably wrote this in about 2010 and have had various versions of it, but this is essentially the introduction. So I would introduce myself in the name of the show. And then I said, I believe there are many ways to live life. I believe there are many journeys for us to take. We can learn from others to see what is possible for ourselves. I believe there are possibilities for all of us, not just the ones who have acquired great success but including those of us who have stumbled, lost our way, or only saw closed doors. With this show, maybe you can now see a glimmer coming through the windows. I call that the windows of possibility. And as I read that to you and share that with you, I think about how I would pivot it even more and how I'd refine it. Like not just the ones who've acquired great success, because the thing that so much more apparent 15 years later is that everybody has been through a hell and back. I remember Martha Beck taught me that concept back in 2007 when she was first a guest on the show, right? Everybody has had a story that would break your heart. So when we think about people who have acquired great success on the outside, 
there's a lot of stumbling that occurs along that path. And maybe that's something that NBC has really hit on for those of us that live in the United States, right? With the Olympics, where they talk about the backstory and the heart-wrenching moments and the overcoming the obstacles. But how often when you are comparing your success with somebody else's, are you thinking about their own stumbles, their falling down moments, right? Their closed doors in those moments and how they overcame them. We become so unfair to ourselves thinking that we can't be successful because of that when everybody who's been successful has that at some point. So this show has always been about the windows of possibility. And I had to even think when I learned about compare and despair, I had to think about like, is this about comparing and despairing? The show is always, my intention has been about inspiration and empowerment and learning and growing, right? And that's my invitation for you is that anytime I'm talking about something or I'm bringing on a guest, it's, it's the windows of possibility. If this is possible for us, what is possible for you, right? We want to ask that question and to be able to open up. And it's not that you need to follow in my exact footprints, right? It's about here's some nuggets, here may be something, some insight, and then maybe that becomes a catalyst for you to go in a direction that serves you. Even because of my a lack of cooking skills or my lack, well, not lack of cooking skills because I can cook, but because of my lack of comfort in cooking and my beliefs that are still there of, I have to do it perfectly. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I really am precise about following a recipe until I really know how to do it. Like I can whip up scrambled eggs, fried eggs. I can do that kind of stuff on my own. But if it's a recipe, if I'm using seafood, you know, meats where there can be potential, like, and I get worried about food poisoning, that's a bit different. But for those of you that are comfortable in the kitchen who can whip things up, you have that agility, right? To like figure it out, throw it together. And and I marvel at you and one of my really good friends in Montana, she's fantastic. She can throw things together with such ease and it's fun and delightful. Where for me, it's such strain. And maybe that will be something that I'll overcome or maybe not. It depends if I want to put time in to practice that. But that is my invitation for you is to practice on creating the skills of who you want to be or who you may already be, but you've armored yourself up against it because you didn't believe it was okay for you. Back when I did the show in the radio station, I had this purple folder that, you know, I was trying to be professional and do stuff and I had no idea what I was doing. So I had a couple of rules. One is I needed a guest who could fill up the 30 minutes of live radio. (laughs) That was a big concern. So who's going to talk a lot? I had a whole bunch of questions. I'll never forget. I think it was Jonathan Updike, who was from the Wall Street Journal, who for me at the time was a huge get. And I sent him four pages of questions. Like talk about over-functioning. That's a great example. Four pages of questions. I think they were double-spaced, but it was out of fear of, well, what happens if we run out of things to say. And at that point, that was in 2007. And so the show at that point was an hour. And to remind us all in 2007, there weren't the long formatted shows. Everything was short sound bites. So here was somebody who was a journalist who was used to, you know, coming on for a short segment. And I had this long format show, which was totally out of the ordinary, but 
I loved being able to talk and connect and get information and learn and, and get beyond the sound bites. So I sent him four pages of questions and I'll never forget. He said this to me off the air before we got on. He goes, so it wasn't condescending. It was very kind, but with boundaries, very compassionate. It was, so we won't be able to get through all those questions. (laughs) I remember going, oh, absolutely. I know that. I just want to have questions in there in case there's white space. Cause I was so afraid of white space. I didn't call it white space, but in case we had dead air I was so petrified of that. So that was my way of over-functioning. And from there, I eventually went down to my mentor from Oprah's radio show over at Harpo taught me about having three key points. That was huge transformation right there. But from 2006 to 2013, and I probably, I don't have that folder or it's somewhere. I don't know. I have to go find it, but I had that folder every week that went to the station and was purple. And on one side was this quote that I would read. And on the other side was this week's questions, intentions. It was the, in my show prep. And the quote that I had was from Marianne Williamson. And I read this and this quote gave me courage every week to show up on live radio. And my invitation for you is how does this quote speak to you? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So my friends, that quote gave me the courage to show up each week for you. Sometimes there was a couple years, twice a week, I would do two shows to show up and to not shrink, to stand in the light of a podcast in a dark room. I'd like to have the the lights off in podcasting, but it gave me that ability to show up and to live that. And the feedback that I've gotten from listeners from around the world over the last 15 years has been about how the show has been able to help you grow. It's been your safe place. It's been your, there's been nuggets of insights realizing you're not alone, your own evolution. So I thank you for allowing me this space for the last 15 years to be here and for you to choose to listen and to give your most valuable resource, your time for us to have this connection and for me to bring on trusted guests for you to listen to, for me to share stories, my own or others who I've can share their stories with you all. Because what I do know is we're not meant 
to go through this journey alone. And it takes courage to live the life that we want and to transform. When growth happens, it happens over time. We must practice and commit to it. And when you're doing it, there's going to be doubt. You're going to want to quit. There's always been doubt. And I can sit here after 15 years and say, I still don't really think I know what I'm doing, right? Is there a right way I can fall into those traps? Is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? Like everybody has their way. I have guests that come on and want things to be very complete with questions. And then I've guests who like things to be more free flowing and showing up and be present and in the moment. And there's value to be gotten. And sometimes the value can be, maybe this show will trigger something and you want to turn it off and it spurs you into action. Instead of listening about friendships, maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to go call my friend and connect with her or him instead of listening to Corinne talk about it. That's okay. That's valuable. We are all meant to evolve. We watch kids do it from the time they're babies all the way through. And then we forget to evolve and we lose sight of our own windows of possibility. My goal and my intention with this show over the years has always been to be a window of possibility for you. What is possible for you? What is success for you? We're constantly inundated social media. You know, it could be, you know, the kid's classroom and one of the parents in there. It's so easy to go into compare and despair. It's our default of our brain. But really, what does success mean for you? And do you allow yourself to have success? Do you allow yourself to claim it? Just like for me, would I allow myself to claim the ability to celebrate this show and this work that I've done, this body of work that I've done for 15 years and to give myself permission to celebrate it over the course of the month with you? right? And to really honor it and to give ourselves this permission. And what else in your life do you want to go and celebrate and give it permission to? You don't have to be on a podcast, but what do you want to recognize and hold in light for yourself? That's my invitation for you. And remember, (laughs) I have to laugh because wanting to quit is a reality. (laughs) wanting to quit. I will remember how do people stay married for 50 years? Well, one person has their foot still in the marriage, right? Oftentimes, you know, when parents talk to me about their kids and kids wanting to quit swimming, and I will say to them, I said, swimming is one of the most intense love affairs of all. And I said, it's like a marriage or it's kind of like your kids. There are some days you may not want to be married or have children. You want them all to go on vacation or leave the house so that you can be by yourself. You may love them, but you may not like them. I guess this podcast, as I say this, I realize this podcast has been one of my greatest love affairs. Times that I loved it, I've been also extremely vulnerable and afraid and, you know, having that same feeling. I remember having that same feeling with a guest came on who was so excited to get on my show so that you all can listen and learn from that person and having that same nervousness that I would before a race and thinking, wait a second, my athletic career is done. Why is this still happening? And now what I know is it was vulnerability, right? And it was about being brave and all those thoughts of doubt and is this going to work? And will this be a value? Will this be worth the person's time? would come up all that noise that can make us help us play small in our lives. So wanting to quit, 
this happens often in many arenas, right? So I tell the parents and when their kids want to quit, I'm like, of course they do. It's hard. It's hard to get into a pool when it's cold and the weather's getting cold, right? But why are you doing it, right? Wanting to quit here. When I think about why I'm doing it, I think about you. I think about how the show continues to help you. And I think about also about how we can learn and grow. And sometimes we need to hear the same thing again because of the spiral learning or maybe a different perspective or somebody else. If I bring on a guest and they say something in a different way and it gives you that nugget, it gives you, helps you be more hopeful and we can get back up. So we're all going to want to quit at some point on things, but when you get clear about what your why is and who you become, if you continue on, right? I'm not saying I'm going to be here for another 15 years. This was not when I first started in 2006. This was not the plan that I had, but it goes back to that idea of if not this, then something better. Who I become in the process of having a show and being committed to it and doing it week in and week out and sticking through it and being brave in inviting guests to the show or being brave and changing the content and the formatting or being brave and being willing to try going by myself and doing deep dives or mini sods, right? And those like those 10 minute mini sods were so much harder than doing interviews, especially by the time I started it, because I practiced the interviews so long. So the wanting to quit is normal. When you want to quit, check in with your why. Why do you do it? Does it still measure up for you? Is it still important to you? Or is it time to turn right and quit? Right now, it's not time. And one of the things I shirk away from is the word discipline. I'm sure I would be perceived by a lot of people as disciplined. That word is so hard and rigid for me. I don't consider myself disciplined. I have tremendous grit and resilience. And to do a podcast for 15 years is good evidence to be a swimmer, you know, for 14 to 15 years, competitive swimmer, as well as good evidence to stay married (laughs) for all these years, 28 years. Yes, grit and resilience. Those are definitely my key strengths. But I would not consider myself disciplined. I like structure. Deadlines really support me in showing up, the commitments that I make for others, right? And I'm still working on making sure that the commitments I make for myself are aligned with the commitments I make for others. I'm able to commit for others, but right, working on making sure I keep those same commitments for myself, it's a lot easier to let go of my own commitments. Still a practice that I'm working on. So my thank you today is thank you for being here for a podcast or an episode for many years. There have been so many great listeners over the years. Allie from Alabama, thank you. You're one of the early people who are still here and still send me cards. So thank you so much. And thank you to my guests who have given of their time, their body of work, their knowledge to be here with all of us, to support us, to help us learn. Because as we learn and we practice, we grow. And that's how transformation happens. I'm smiling big for you. Hey, 
If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. Never been so wide awake.